My condolences goes out to the families, friends over in California who were um, had family or friends that was involved in the Thousand Oaks mass shooting yesterday that took place um, actually I think it was a Wednesday night it took place and um, and they're killing 12 people and injuring a whole lot more it's a terrible thing man there was a tw- uh, 29 year old veteran cop got killed uh, just right before it happened he was just speaking to his wife he told his wife he had to go he just got a call for an incident he gets there um, I don't know this person you know we don't know him personally he may have been a bad cop he may have been an amazing cop everybody said he was a good guy you know we don't know but the point is he got there he did his job without being scared he ran in to the building first right away see the cops got there so fast he ran in and distracted because he got shot and killed. He got shot multiple times. His partner tried to drag him out, but he died as he got dragged out. But you know, by him running in the way he did, it it, it delayed that 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 shooter a couple of seconds and, and, and may have saved some more lives. That's why I look at it. I don't know if people are saying that, but that's what I'm saying. He he did his job. He wasn't out there hesitating. He didn't think about anything. He just ran in there because he's a cop and people were in trouble. And he died. Along with another, uh, I think the total was 12, maybe 13 people. And I'm not sure how many were injured, but there's multiple people injured. The police officer said the place inside looked horrible blood everywhere kids everywhere i saw an interview of this father whose his son was at the club he knew he went to the club that night he's been trying to call his son and this interview is going on on the internet right now it's like you can you can check it's going viral probably but uh, i was watching as it was happening he was calling the cell phone the phone just kept ringing and wouldn't nobody would answer uh the bodies they had to keep him in the club when these things happen like that. They can't just take him out right away. So you're talking about, you know, most of all day, the bodies are in this club the way they are, the way the people die. They just have to do that to figure things out. And then they don't release the names. So the father kind of didn't know where his son was, but he kind of knew where his son was. You know what I mean? And and it kept they kept talking to him a couple of times just to see have you have you heard anything yet he kept saying he was crying no i didn't nobody answering the phone i haven't heard anything yet at all i haven't heard anything and um finally later on um he finally got the word that yes it was his son is one of them and this interview him that he just he was just, he was just breaking down man like he couldn't even talk man it was just so heartbreaking to hear this man um, the the person that shot up the club is a uh, ex-military. That makes me sad. 
being an ex-military, it it makes me sad that he was ex-military. Apparently, he came in. I think he had said he had a, a Glock 21 or something like that. That 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 normally would shoot in the legal state of California up to 10 rounds with one uh, 10 in the clip, one in the chamber. Um, the gun he had possibly could have held up to 15, but he did have an extended clip on it. Now he was a true gun owner, a registered. He went through the right you know process to get the gun. But the extended clip was not part of that situation. That's apparently illegal. Now, with the extended clip, it's possible he could have shot up to maybe 25, 27 times, you know, give or take. So, uh, the other thing that bothers me is that he had a couple of incidents with the police. One was, I think, two things like a traffic thing, no big deal. But they had one incident where someone called in about some type of disturbance at his house. They went to talk to him, and I'm assuming whatever conversation they had between him, it was enough to make them have some type of counselor go and talk to him. Um, and I could be rephrasing the, the, the term counselor wrong. I'm not sure who they, act, who they said, but he said someone to talk to him, to monitor him, to make sure he's stable. You know, They cleared him. They clear him. Now, this happens. I don't know what went down in the conversation that, that cleared him. Maybe he has some military training. Maybe he can mentally click it on and click it off. When we just don't know. We can't really blame the system. Because when I, when I first heard this, they said that first before they announced he was an actual veteran. So when I first heard them, I'm like, what? What kind of system let him off? What shit is that? But then they say he was a veteran, trained military, I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe he could turn it on, turn it off. And that maybe that would happen. So we can't really blame the system. They did do the right procedure and send someone to his house. That was the correct thing to do. Let's test him out, see if he's stable. So you still don't really know because the killer, the shooter, actually was dead in the club. So we, they're thinking he may have shot himself. I haven't heard any latest news yet. It may have updated that stuff by now, but the last I hear, heard of it, he may have shot himself. So we really don't know why he's doing it. Now they got to look through all his emails and anything else that they going to find at his house to see what's going on. One remarkable thing about this story is that in this club during the shooting, there was another former U.S. Marine who survived that night. He survived that night. But also, a year ago, he was in Vegas where they had the mass shooting at a Las Vegas country music concert last year. He was there too, and he survived that. So they asked him, what is going on? He's like, only thing I can contribute to is God. God is just looking over me. And that's crazy. It's crazy to think about this guy because he served in the U.S. Marines. So you know he did some ground time. Survived that. He comes back home. He goes to a music concert in Vegas having a good time. A mass shooter shoots up the same area where he's at. He survives that. I don't mean he just, he, I don't mean he like he just, uh, in the, in the, uh, you know, within the radius of two blocks of it. He's in the mass shooting. Survives that, 
Now he's in California. He goes to this club that's in Thousand Oaks. He's a regular. Somebody comes in and mass shoot that up and he survives it. It's like, God, it's just crazy how that works. You have these instances where these people are dying. Out of nowhere, they're just dying. But then you have this one guy who's surviving all these attacks. Man, how things work, man. It just blows my mind, man. But I just want to give my condolences out to this whole thing. I feel so bad for the families. I feel so bad for the police officers. I feel so bad for the, the surviving spouse and the kids of that police officer who got shot and died. It's just a bad situation. I feel bad for the family of the shooter. You know, all his military friends and brothers that knew him, and sisters that knew him. I just feel sorry for everybody, man. Also, I want to give my condolences out to all the families also in California that didn't know what that fire. My godmother, uh, daughter-in-law, uh, is over in Paradise in California, um, and uh, they had to evacuate. They evacuated 30,000 people. This fire is moving at a speed. I can't remember what the officer said. I want to say, he said 800 yards it's moving like 800 yards per minute or something like that. Like it's just massively, massive speed that it's moving at, at rates. It's moving at. And man, and they evacuating people. And when they show footage of this fire, yo, it's like, <laughs> like a movie, man. It's crazy. And I'm thinking like, man, I, if this is done by mother nature, then okay. Okay, it's mother nature. You can't do nothing about that. But it's done by some idiot who, a cigarette butt out the window or left a campfire or playing with fire or blowing shit up or purposely want to set something on fire. You asshole. And now these people are going to come back when this shit die down and everything they own is going to be burnt down and into ashes. Can you imagine that, man? You know, I still got pictures here that I took years ago before we had the ability to take your cell phone for pictures. If that shit burns up, it's gone. Ain't no cloud for that. In that area, it's like the older people. You know, you got stuff from years and years, generations of stuff, man. And now it's gonna be gone. If they don't have it some, some type of safe, fireproof safe, it's gone, man. Ashes, insurance can't replace that shit. It's just a sad situation, man. Sad situation. So my condolences go out to those people, the struggle, the stuff they're gonna have to go through and deal with once this shit is all over and past, dealing with the insurance companies, hoping to find something that's not totally burnt up. The feeling that you lost everything that you own. Terrible time, man. So my condolences go out to all these people, man, who's going through all these problems. And man, I know it's gonna be tough for everybody, but you just gotta keep on pushing, man. You gotta keep on pushing, you gotta stay positive. Don't take none of this personal. 
And um, yeah, man, just just stay positive. What it do, it's your boy Sensei B, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. This is episode 16, I believe. Hope everybody is having a good day. I can never say thank you enough for those who come through and listen. I think for you to listen to our podcast in this time where we have so much visual content that takes a special breed to take the time and just listen while any visual or hopefully we're doing enough work where we can paint that visual for you. But for those who take the time to listen to our podcast and not just mine, anybody you listen to, we thank you because we up against a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, podcasters are up against a lot of good stuff out there. A lot of good te- te- technology stuff out there with visuals. So, we're doing what we do, and we appreciate you every day. Today's show, because of what's going on in this world right now, we're going to be discussing choices and staying positive. I'm just speaking, man. Speaking from my mind and just telling you how I feel. And, you know, it may help you. It helps me. I hope it helps you. I hope you can take that information and think about some of the stuff I may say and pass it on to help somebody else. None of us is perfect, so we can't do the perfect thing all the time, but we can do our best. And as best as all you got, then best is what you get. You can't control things, you can't control things. What can you do? What can you do? You just got to keep it pushing, man. Stay positive. On with the show. Choice. An act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. Choice is a powerful word. And I've made some choices that has hung with me for all these years because these were choices that really was a 50-50 chance of choosing or having the outcome based on the choice you chose that makes any sense so I'm going to tell you a story that has been pretty much my shoulders or mine I've never been able to stop thinking about this because one I lost a a friend that's the main thing And, and the event of how it happened is what stuck to me 
but also what makes it stick to me is because I know based on my choice that I made, I could have made a different one, which would have changed my situation that I have right now. Okay. So this takes place back when I was in, um, in, uh, in middle school, I had a friend of mine, um, and we met in the seventh grade. He was already very popular in the school. He always dressed well. He had a brother. He dressed well. They can dance. Good athletes. Well, he ended up being my quarterback in middle school, middle school football. Um, then there was time to graduate from the eighth grade and go on to high school, which was ninth grade. Houston and so we and my other crew that I hung out with we all graduated we all played sports we all played track and, and, and football so we all graduated to go to high school but he dropped out because he was also doing um, his hustle his street stuff you know and, um, and he was in there you know he, he had to always had the nice gear and the, he had to ride and everything so and that's and that's that's how it is where I'm from. You're gonna you're gonna have friends that that you grew up with that do those things, um, and it's kind of a understanding that they do what they do. You are who you are. They understand that and respect that. You understand and respect that too. And, you, and your friends, and they don't try to get you to do anything bad unless you want to. But even at that point, it's a certain, it's kind of hard to explain, even not from that type of environment, but it's kind of, um, they kind of know, you know, no, if you say, I, I want to do what you're doing, they'll be like, no, you can't, you can't do this, man. You need to go and stay in school, graduate, get the hell up out of here. But then there's some people, they're going to say, I want to do what you're doing. And they say, come on in, you know, but anyway. That was my friend. I knew what he was doing. Cool, no problem. So we're going to high school, and he used to come up to our practices all the time. Cause we all were still friends. He'd come out either before practice or after practice, or he'd come and stay the whole day and just watch his practice. And we used to hang out and talk. So one one day we, we he comes to my practice, and uh, we had the talking. He had a nice Cadillac. We had the um, talking about his car, and we laughed and having some fun. And it was time to go to practice, so I had to go get suited up. And before I left, he told me, he, he said he was going to go out of town and do uh, a drop-off or something. So, yeah, did I want to roll with him? He'll be back tonight. And I said, no, no, I'm going to go to practice, man. Cool, though. Now, when I made that decision, it wasn't, in my mind, I wasn't thinking that, well, if I miss practice, I might not play. Because I was a starter. I never miss practice. If I miss this one practice... Then they're gonna change my situation with football. I'm still gonna start the next game, um, and uh, and uh, it had to be my, my junior year because I got hurt my freshman year. So I think it was my junior year, by the way. Um, so and the other decision was I didn't think about. I know what he what he does, and this is what he's gonna go do, and, and something happened. That didn't even cross my mind. It's just that I just made a choice. And football was on the top of my list at that time. 
So I made the choice. I said, no, I'm going to go ahead and go to practice. He was like, cool, you know, there was no problem with that. He understood straight. I said, all right, man, I see you the next day. I see you tomorrow sometime. Now him, now his girlfriend was one of my good friends. And back in that time, um, it seems like it's really old when you say back at that time, but I'm not sure if kids do it today, but when you have a really good friend and and and, and school, or whatever, you're opposite sex, or even same sex, you know, you say, that's my that's my little sister. Oh, well, that's my big brother. Uh, that's how we did. And, and she was like my, my little sister. Um, that plays into, you know, if you have a problem with an ex-girlfriend, you know, you can't hit the girl yourself. So you say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna get my big sister on you, <laughs> my little sister on you, which would be her. And the same thing, I'm gonna get my big brothers on you, which would be us. Um, that's how it was. And so, um, so he left and gone, and uh, like I said, he was he was dating um, dating her. So I come back to school the next day, and she is bawling, she is crying, she's around her girlfriends, and I'm like, what is going on? What was wrong with you? She's like, he's dead. I'm like, what? He's dead. Like, who's dead? Like, he's dead. I'm like, what? I couldn't believe it. And I asked, like, what happened? What happened? And still don't know the truth about it. But she said that they found him in the front lawn of his mother's house, or grandmother's house. And he was shot multiple times. And then the rumor was that, you know, wherever he went to that night, that day, he was brought back and dumped into the front, uh, front yard of the lawn. And were left there and I'm thinking what and right then it just came to my mind like man you know I just saw him the day before and when you in the when you're in the ghetto or you have friends or the hood you have friends that do this kind of stuff you always kind of have to be ready and know that you know it's it's a likely chance that somebody ain't gonna be there the next day but when it actually happens somebody you're actually pretty close to a little bit different feeling and not only that what came to my mind was that man i could have been with him that day that night and i could have been i could have been that it could have been me it could have been dead but it also makes me think that maybe what if i would have went with him and knew what he was going to do punked out and say hey you know what man i changed my mind man i can't i can't do it man i know what you're going to do I just want to go home. And he would have took me home, and maybe that would have prevented him from saying, well, you know what, it's too late. Let me just do this business some other time. And that could have changed the course of stuff. So all these years, I always, always thinking about that moment of that choice, that 50-50. And that choice was, at the time of the choice, it wasn't no repercussion or benefit from that choice. I just made a choice. Just happen to be the one that allows me to tell you this story today. So I'm just curious from y'all. Have y'all ever been in a situation where you had to make that choice? And not so much of a choice that you knew the outcome already. Like, if you choose this, this is going to happen. If you choose that, that's going to happen. I'm talking about that choice that you made that was just at the moment, at that time, that choice. And after the choice was made, you realized or you saw that this was the outcome and the outcome benefits you or went against you.
staying positive. Staying positive is something that we all try to do. Staying positive is a lot of work, but it has huge rewards. And there are a lot of things that prevent us from staying positive. And these things come in different shapes and forms. And it can be things closest to you, like your wife, boyfriend or girlfriend, husband, family members, friends, friends of friends. But you can also stay positive based on those same factors. Now, some doctors say stress is one of the biggest killers on earth. And stress, again, comes in so many different forms. And most of the time, we stress over things like bills, relationships, could be a death in the family, or something as simple as, what are we going to do the next day? How many times have you sat home and really stress yourself about what are you going to do the next day? You're going to go out, hang out with your friends, what you're going to wear, gotta get your hair did. All those things just kind of jumbles up and it causes stress. Now, most of the time, stress or we stress over the little stuff. And it's always over something that we have no control of things that we can't even change. A good example of this would be something as simple as the weather. Let's say we go outside and it's raining. Now, today we didn't want it to rain. We want it to be a nice day, sunny, no problems. But now it's raining. So now we're sitting here thinking, man, I don't want to go in this weather. I don't want to drive in this weather. It's going to be traffic. I'm going to get my hair wet. I'm going to get my clothes wet. It's going to be muggy. So all day, this is going to carry on. You're going to carry with you everywhere you go. Even though you have no control over this weather. You can't stop the weather. You can't change the weather. But now, by us carrying this with us all day, it's going to start causing problems. Some of us, our blood pressure rises. Some of us lose our hair. Some of us treat stress by eating, which causes us to gain more weight, which causes us more problems. Some of us go into a deep depression. Now, I'm not the most positive person on earth, but I do try to give 110% effort and stand positive. And it's always easy looking from the outside in and giving instructions on how to be positive. But it's not that easy to do that when you're the person that has the stress. So things that I like to do and what I try to do when I face this stress or I, or I bring things onto myself, because most of the time we bring this stress upon ourselves, is I try to look at the big picture. Is this something that I can change right this moment? Is there anything in my power that will allow me to change the situation that I'm stressing over right this moment? If it's not, then you have to let it go and deal with it maybe another day and move on. And, and yeah, it, it's, talking about it, it's easy, but it's harder to do based on the level of stress. 
But if you do that and do that and don't bottle these things up inside, don't carry them with you everywhere you go. That's what we do. We gather this stuff. We gather it. We put it in this huge bag. We put it on our backs and then we try to carry it for miles and miles and miles. And every mile we get, we grab something different. We grab something different and put it in that same bag to a point where we just can't carry it anymore. Then we just collapse. We pass out. We explode. And that's where, that's where bad things start to happen. So, we need to try our best to stay positive. Try our best to see or to tell friends or families who are not as positive to try to be positive. Because positive, being positive, it, it, the reward is, is great. When I was going through my cancer treatment, and one of the things that I told myself that I was gonna stay positive no matter what. And and when I went through that treatment, a lot of things happened. You know, my surgery didn't go right with the port. I got Mercer in the hospital. And those things I could have easily folded and gave up and started being negative which would have led me to be mean to the nurses, which would have led to me to be mean to my wife and my family. But I didn't, I chose to be positive. My wife was positive. My family was positive. And that helped me to get through all of that stuff I went through. And still today, it's still helping me get through those things. So those are rewards you get. Now I know some other people who have similar issues that wasn't so positive was always negative and it caused them to be grumpy to be moody to be mean to people around them and who gets the the, the blunt of that meanness family members wives children because they're the closest and that's the one of many downfalls of, of letting stress get control of you so staying positive is a key to a lot of things. It's a key, to my opinion, of living longer. Yeah, we talk about being in shape and working out and getting muscles, getting ripped, losing weight, body fat. But even with all that, if you're a stressed person every day, you stress about every day, about little things all the time, it doesn't matter how much shape you're going to be in. Stress is going to kill you. So yeah, you being in shape and looking fit, but you're gonna be dead because you can let so many things build up in your mind. What do you do to try to stay positive? What do you do when you're faced with stress situations? And how do you handle it when someone comes to you and tell you that they're stressing, family members or friends or whoever? What advice do you have to give out about stress? Thanks for listening and try to stay positive. So we had a winner for the contest uh, of the Bluetooth speaker that I was giving away. But since we only had two people that participated in it, I'm actually going to give both individuals something. 
But the actual winner is my man Kelso. He won with his uh, story. You can also go back to check that out if you want to listen to it. Uh, he won the Bluetooth speaker. And Killer Fozzy was the second person who participated. So just because he participated, I'm still going to send him something. You're also getting a Bluetooth speaker. It's a smaller version. It's called a, a, flyer, uh, a Firefly. It has different color modes on it. It's a pretty nice speaker. Um, I did do a review on that also on my channel. You can check it out. But I'll be sending that to you. You both have to claim this within the next week. So you got to claim it by, I'm going to say by Friday next week. Um, if you don't claim it, then it just goes back into the pot for my next uh, giveaway. All right. And you're going to contact me through Anchor. Call me in. Call in. Uh, it'll be a private conversation between me, me and you. Uh, let me know you, you are claiming it. And then give me your address and everything. Um, and then I will get it uh, sent out to you as soon as possible. I do ask that once you receive it, you put it on Instagram that you got it from me. Not because I want to just... Know, show people but i want people to know that it's real um i know it's just something different for anchor people on anchor might not be used to people giving stuff away and getting the address i just want to use this as a reference so people can go back and say yo yeah he really did send this off to people and i really did get that so that's why with the photo um to for you guys to post on instagram that you wanted on the podcast from me so other than that, though, congratulations to both people who participated. And we'll be doing more giveaways, so stay tuned for that. And again, don't be shy on these giveaways. You, it's not charity, nothing like that. I, I get these things for free. A lot of things I'm, I'm going to be giving away. Companies send them to me for reviews. I'm just giving it back, you know. So you might need this. You might want it to give away to somebody else. I don't care what you do with it once you get it. You know, you get it, it's yours. Do whatever you want to with it. So think of it that way, all right? So thanks for listening, y'all. Thanks for participating in the contest. And uh, yeah. Yay! Okay, everybody, we come to the end of the show today. Hope you enjoyed everything. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, if you haven't, your first time here, favor the station. You can call in if you want to. You don't have to. I don't mind not getting called in. It doesn't bother me. Uh, the show still goes on. So if, if you do want to call in and say what's up, you can. You can follow me on every social media probably from YouTube to Twitter to Instagram, even Pinterest. Uh, I share my content on Pinterest. I share other podcaster stuff on Pinterest. So I, uh, I share it everywhere I can. And it's all on the Sincere Beast. You can hit me up on any one of those places there and say, hi, what's up? Uh, come through. That's cool, too. I do live streams on YouTube, uh, sometimes Mixer. And people have been trying to get me back on Twitch. I might start doing Twitch, but right now I mainly do YouTube. It's all Sincere B. Don't forget to go and support all your other podcasters. If you're listening to them, keep supporting them. Go look around for some new people also. You know, you might have some new ideas out there that might something you might like. You never know. So go out there and, and search around. But definitely support the podcast community. Like I said, it's a tough job. And we have a lot of competition out there that we got to uh, compete with. So, again, thank you for listening. I will talk to you all soon. I see you when I see you. It's your boy, Sincere B. I'm out of here. Peace. Oh, hell no. You better press that star right next to favorite food.